What's up, my friends? This is The Gently Mad. I'm Adam Clark. Thanks for listening. This is kind of a special edition episode of The Gently Mad, an in-between-isode, if you will, which I stole from Tim Ferriss. Hope he doesn't mind, although I doubt I have much to worry about because I don't think Tim listens to this show. (laughs) Regardless, those of you who follow along regularly know I release three episodes a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but occasionally I'll throw in a little something extra because... I feel like it's worth sharing on this show. Right now it's about 10 p.m. Monday, January 12th, here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's my birthday. I turned 35, which is kind of cool and also kind of depressing. Things are about half over, if you look at it that way. (laughs) I've got shit to get done, basically, is what I'm trying to say. We've all got shit to get done. Today I released my episode with Seth Godin conversation I had with him a while ago. And if you haven't listened to that, I would highly recommend you check that out. You can find it at abclark.com slash 14. It was a great conversation. It was unlike any conversation I've had before, even though it was brief and kind of to the point. I've just, I've never had a conversation with someone that was simultaneously encouraging and kind of kicked me in the ass at the same time. (laughs) I guess those are probably the best kind of conversations to have. But that's what it was, and it was great. In fact, all the conversations I had that week were great. I talked to Seth, I talked to Merlin Mann and James Clear, and all our conversations kind of revolved around the same or similar, at least, set of topics. I guess sometimes the universe has a way of orchestrating things to try to get a message through my thick skull, and I feel like that's kind of what that week was. Anyway, I've been thinking a lot about what we talked about in those conversations, and I wanted to share some of that here with you tonight. There are these times in life when you feel yourself turning a corner. Some people like to call it an epiphany. I don't like that word because it implies the sense of monumental discovery and change, as if one day you're blind and now you can see, or one day you're disabled and now you can walk. It's not as big or grandiose as an epiphany. It's more like I don't know, like solving a puzzle. After an hour or so of trying and failing to connect one piece to another, your mind is able to grasp the edges of the picture, and then it's really quick. Each piece kind of drops into place. So as I've been thinking about turning 35, I've just been looking back and realizing that most of those years have been spent engaged in what I like to call the search. Sometimes I knew what I was looking for, Sometimes I thought I knew what I was looking for, but mostly it was aimless. It was a reactionary searching, born not out of a desire to find something in particular, but merely something more or different than what I had. It's as if meaning and purpose have always been slightly out of reach. I still don't have an answer for that, but it feels as if I've reached an altitude where I can look out over the landscape of my life if you will, and begin to see, if only faintly, the edges of this puzzle. And those faint edges have changed my thinking in a few really key ways. The first is that the search will never provide what we're looking for. Searching implies there is something to be found. It's finite. Eventually it ends. But life doesn't work that way. We don't stumble upon our unlived life. We create it every single day. It's not that I've abandoned the search, I've just kind of reframed it, I guess. Instead of the search, it's now 
the journey. The journey is also finite, and it also involves discovery, but where the search results in this I have become sort of feeling, the journey is all about I am becoming. It's a kind of in the moment, a now focused thing. It's really subtle. I know it's a really subtle difference, but I've just found that the most powerful changes in my life always seem to come from those kinds of really subtle shifts and thought. And the second thing revealed in my glimpse of those edges is this whole concept of reframing. Rarely, if ever, do we encounter a hard right or hard left turn that changes our entire life. Most of the time, it's a slight course correction that, over a period of time, puts us thousands of miles away from where we would have been. Most of my life has been spent asking me-centric questions. When will I find someone that makes me happy? What kind of work will make me feel complete? What knowledge or experience will make me successful? It's a really myopic existence, if you think about it. Make me happy. Make me complete. Make me successful. Me, 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 me. But what if I reframed those questions and instead asked, what has kept me from being happy? Why haven't I started that business or quit that job? What am I doing or not doing that has kept success just out of reach? Do you see the difference? Does that make sense? The attitude of the first set of questions is, the world owes me something. Whereas the attitude of the second is, what can I make of the world that I have? The first is the search, and the second is the journey. I'm not really big on reflecting. You know, I've never really written one of those blog posts, those annual reviews, the sort of 35 things I've learned in 35 years or whatever. I don't make resolutions, but as I turn 35, I can't help but look back at least a little and realize how much arrogance and self has been at the heart of all this existential angst and continual searching. I'm deciding to trade expectations for opportunity, thinking for doing, talking for practicing, whining for getting better. I don't know if this year will be any different than the last year, but I know that it can be if I wake up every morning and make a choice. Am I going to continue with the search or embrace the journey? My encouragement to you would be to examine the questions that you ask yourself. Are you looking for the world to give you something? Do you get up every day, whether it's conscious or subconscious, with an expectation of the world owes me? Or do you wake up every morning and think, what can I make of what I've got? You know, I've said it several times. I know it's really subtle, a subtle shift, but I think that's what makes all the difference. Like I said, it's a slight course correction, but it can have massive impact over time. So that's what I was thinking about. And I had a great evening with my girls and my wife. There's nothing better than getting handmade birthday cards from five-year-old and seven-year-olds. <laughs> I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's better than anything else, in my opinion. If I uh, talk too much about it here, I'm going to get choked up a little bit, but it's, it's worth a lot more than those $100 checks or $200 checks you get from your grandmother or whatever. Not that I don't appreciate those. I'm just saying. I had a great evening with my kids and my family, and I just had this stuff on my mind. I hope it was useful to you. I hope that it may cause you to think a little bit differently about what it is that you're doing 
this year and how you're going about doing it. All right? Okay. Well, thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.